0: What's up, team? Before we head into the episode, I just wanted to take a second to give a special shout out to Just Move. That is my online subscription platform. I have hundreds of workouts over on Just Move, anything from cardio, strength, mobility. We even have other coaches on there. You can do yoga, dance, and so much more. And right now, we have 50% off an annual membership. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to JustMove.com and let's get moving. What's up, team? And welcome back to the Kaisa Show. Team, I am so excited to just sit down and chat with you. I realize, Mike, I know I'm freestyling right now, but I realize how much I look forward to coming and just sitting down and having, one, these conversations with you, of course, Mike, Mm -hmm. but then also just having these conversations with the team Maybe I just like to talk about my life. Yeah, you like know these what...
1: conversations because they're not actual conversations. They're one-way conversations <laughs> with the about team. me.
0: It's the only hour in my week that we just get to oh, focus on me.
1: That's no, another have... good. The Kaiser hour the Kaiza would also hour. be a good mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, this is the second Show. hour because I have an hour of therapy. But, you know, I really – I was driving here this morning. My My life is just chaotic as it is for everyone. And I was physically having the feeling of I'm really looking forward to this. I just – feel like when I sit in this chair and this mic pulls up, I can just calm down and be present for this conversation. So thank you.
1: Hey, welcome. I'm good. How are you doing? You know, I'm all right. A shift. You know, Mercury is currently uh, approaching retrograde. (laughs) Are you one of those? (laughs) No, I'm not. I just like to look for excuses when weird things are happening. Like, oh, that's what's going on. In fact, what I really want to do, I just want to learn zodiac signs like when the dates are. So so when someone go I'm like, "When's your birthday?" and they're like, "May 12th." And I'm like, oh, that makes total sense. Yeah. Classic Aquarius." Or <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's probably the right <laughs> no, one. It's not. But I want to be able to do that cuz people always do that to me. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, you're the se- wow, Leo totally. That's why we're friends." Yeah.
0: <laughs> true. Okay, I grew up I was laughing about Mercury in retrograde because I grew up like that is my mom. Like yeah. that explains everything. Your, you know, birth sign explains everything. I am a true Aquarius. You are a true totally, totally Leo.
1: Totally Leo. Totally. <laughs> he doesn't
0: even know what that Always means have him. been. Except he has a massive lion tatted That's on his true. thigh, so That's he true. is a Leo. I am a
1: Leo. That's such a
0: Leo move. That is you know, such a Leo. <laughs> move. You're so
1: annoying.
0: You know who else is a Leo? His boss, and he has that tatted mm-hmm. on his thigh too. So we're all Leos. The same. Yeah. <laughs> Leo's in the house. Okay, well. Do you want to buzz off right now, or do you want to just catch up? Because I feel like you and I could catch up forever, so... And then buzz?
1: No, let's buzz and (laughs) then catch up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's better.
0: Okay, I'm going to... I'm going to buzz first. Okay. Because I'm going to freestyle a little bit. Okay.
1: I am too. So oh. This is good. I mean, I I know what I'm buzzing on, but it's not, I don't know how it's a weird kind of one. So yeah, go. Okay. like Let's see I'm going to double
0: buzz oh. only because neither one of the buzzes are, are that epic, but they're just two things that have brought a lot of joy into my life this past week. Not a lot, but I'm I'm it's looking okay. for ways to stay entertained. Yeah. It's the theme of my month. I learned how to play Pinnacle. So oh my I am
1: God, in- I thought you were going to say the piano. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, <clears throat> that's impressive. Like in this last week, Pinnacle. I don't even know what Pinnacle is. Pinnacle is
0: impressive too. It's my grandparents used to play it. My dad taught it to me finally. It's a very complicated card game. I am a gamer team. I'm going to let you oh. in. Not a video gamer, yeah. but I am a gamer. And I learned how to play Pinnacle and I. I'm obsessed. Like I just think about who wants to play with <laughs> me.
1: You have like new pinnacle like lenses, lenses. where you just do, 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 do. Oh, that's and perfect. No one wants to play. It's yeah. not a
0: game people really play. But is it so, just with cards? Yeah, it's just a, it's a it's a card game but you have to have a pinnacle deck. And it's kind of a complicated, it's, mm. a, it, it's a dual phase card game and you're keeping points. So it's just, it's really fun. It's not. It's
1: dual phased.
0: It means there's phase one in Pinnacle and you're gathering, it's very hard to explain, but you're gathering yeah. basically certain cards and then that phase one ends and then phase two starts and then you compile all the points that you got from those two phases and then you're trying to get to a thousand points got it but it's sometimes with games you know because i'm such a gamer sometimes with games it's annoying if it's just the luck of a draw in game you know that kind of game is like come on you just got lucky yeah you don't just get really lucky and pinnacle, you have to think about what you're doing so i really enjoy that okay minor buzz loving the podcast how i built this Ah. I listened to it a while ago and then I don't know how I kind of maybe I maybe I just listened to it too much and I'm back on it and Guy is a little dry he, mm-hmm. he's the the host of the podcast
1: is it uh it's not the guy this American Life guy is it totally different guy oh I don't uh, Ira know. Glass or whatever or a different guy no
0: his name is Guy
1: oh his name is Guy yeah his name is Guy got it okay yeah
0: and um yeah I just love the podcast it's is
1: just, it all on business
0: it's basically how people built their companies. Yeah, yeah. so I need to
1: listen to that too. It's
0: I really enjoy it. I enjoy the ins and outs of the of everyone's story and just how different everyone's story is. Like right now, I'm listening to, um, I think her, her name is Sarah Kraus, who created the Swell bottle, the water bottle that we all see.
1: Which is this? Which is that?
0: You would totally recognize it because it's knocked off everywhere. It's the sleek looking water mm-hmm. bottle. I have a few. Comes in cool colors.
1: Kind of looks like a flower vase.
0: Maybe, yes.
1: And it has like the, is it metal? Metal top. Yeah, the metal totally. Towel. Got it.
0: But just like now you see them everywhere. Hmm. And her whole idea was, I have always been about using um, non-plastic bottle like hmm. reusable bottles. Mm-hmm. And then also she was like, I just really like business and I hated my accounting job and I wanted to do something different. And it's just fascinating to think about people's thought process. It's also amazing to listen to people's stories and realize how many times they failed to get to that product. I mean, we see Swell now and it's everywhere and it's like a hundred million dollar brand. And you just think, oh, she just overnight success. And I, it was 10 years of yeah. making and it's a lot of fail and it's a lot of people not believing in you. And maybe just because I'm at that place in my life. But I was like, this is such an awesome podcast. Like, I really enjoyed that.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. I've kind of been looking for some more podcasts lately. I'm on a I'm on a I'm opening up my doors cuz I just been listening to like Rich Roll. Yeah. for a long time, many years and his guests have been really good, but I feel like as of late like I have not you know the little it's a little bit more hit or miss. So I started listening to Gabby Reese. Yeah. We're trying to put energy out there. Oh,
0: we are. I didn't want to take that away no, from you, but yeah. just everyone, can we just pause for one second? Can everyone just take a breath? Can you all envision me. <laughs> Kaisa. Sitting on the Gabby Reese show.
1: Yeah, we're trying to get Kaisa on the Gabby oh, Reese show. I think it's gonna happen. I feel pretty good about it.
0: Okay. Can I can I hijack your thing yeah, right now? I haven't started. Now anything. that I'm asking everyone to visualize for me. Mm-hmm. So Yesterday, um, the Jordan brand announced a Peloton instructor as their new brand ambassador. Shout wait, out to wait. Jess Sims.
1: Wow. But
0: Peloton I just pulling it out. Wow. I had a full FOMO moment. I just sat there and I was like, why is that not me? Yeah. <laughs> like, why am I not a Jordan brand athlete yet? And then I was like, Kaisa, don't fucking complain about shit. Go get it. Yeah. So I just, if, if Did people, you
1: DM Jess Sims,
0: no, I you should like, hit
1: her up. Yeah. see, maybe she wants to bring you in on a shoot or something, <laughs>
0: Yeah, but more. So I'm just saying team, if you're thinking about oh, visualizing okay. more visualization, <laughs>
1: this is another practice. I didn't this realize the, here we go.
0: This is the Kaisa hour. If you are visualizing me right now, being on the Gabby Reese, could you also visualize me suited and booted in Jordan gear? Because I'm also a new Jordan. Athlete. Yeah.
1: Now, are you, is it more the credibility or the paycheck?
0: No, I don't even care about
1: the paycheck. Here's the thing, then. Just want the gear. I have this idea. Why do we wait to get like official contracts to be in a ab- Like, why don't we just go get a pair of Jordans, put them on, do a cool photo shoot, and just say, super stoked to be a new Jordan ambassador? Who would doubt that that's real? Everyone would they really? The Roman Jordan
0: comments, "This is they false wouldn't news.
1: comment." Who you, no, you, you think it would I, be flagged? That would feel oh, because yeah, so not okay, authentic. Here is an, another benefit of this. Maybe you are not on Jordan's radar, so it gets reported. Whoa, that's crazy, Jordan. I'm just going to, because I don't know who Jordan, who that person is, because it's not Michael Jordan. (laughs) And they're like, that's so dope that you guys are working with Kaisa. I've been following her since her early days. And then they're like, what the fuck? And then they're going to go, who the fuck is Kaisa? And then they go over there and they're like, oh, shit, Kaisa's dope. Oh, shit, Kaisa already did a photo shoot? Yeah, let's sign her. Let's do a lower entry-level contract to start.
0: Let's just give her one picture. But get her in the
1: door. I'm just saying. No. Fake it till you make it.
0: No, totally. I just I do think that is something it's more to serve me. And I'd rather I'm not trying to fake it to the world. I'm I personally want to know that I am truly a Jordan brand ambassador. Mm. And again, this is not like it's not that I'm waiting for the right amount of money. I am just waiting for the call.
1: Okay. All right. So hit, so put that energy <laughs> two, out there. Two things. So Gabby Reese.
0: Gabby Reese. Well, MJ. MJ.
1: Okay, we can make it happen. But yeah, so podcasts. Yeah, sorry. I've been enjoying Gabby. The thing I like about her podcast is it's very just like, it's super loose. Like it's very, most of them are remote interviews. In fact, I don't know if I've, other than her husband, Laird, who was on, I think, you know, was in person. I hope it seemed like it was. But everyone's remote. It's just very kind of casual. She's very direct in business and not like fluffy with like, She's just very down to earth. You know, someone will go on this long diatribe on science and she'll go like, so what you're basically saying is like, we should like ice and breathe for at least like three days a week. Kind of like you kind of do this too. It's a good... Like, let's bring it back to the people listening here who aren't scientists, Yeah, right?
0: To what most of us can understand.
1: Exactly, yeah. So anyways, I've been really liking her podcast. But then other than that, I kind of like, I search around and it's hard to find, I don't know, I find it challenging. So how I built this feels right up my alley.
0: Yeah, and it's just also, it's just kind of annoying to spend like, Exactly. Ten plus minutes trying to find a podcast when now I'm halfway to where I wanted to go, you know, because I listen to them when I'm driving.
1: Totally. And there's no like trailers. You know, you can't like test like with a movie or a show. You're like, oh, this looks good. Like it's filmed well. Here we got another buzz. Yes. What's the third buzz? I
0: have a bone to pick.
1: Oh, God.
0: Are you a part of the team that said Top Gun was epic?
1: Yeah. Oh. You didn't like it. My gosh.
0: I thought it was. Probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Wow! My dad and I—he was so excited to watch it. Now, granted, I hadn't seen the original Top Gun, so he had to fill me in on oh it. But everyone was God. saying, if "Like you haven't it.: fil- okay. No, because I had my dad. My dad was a fan of the original Top yeah. Gun.
1: Did he not like it either?
0: No, he thought it was—he was so disappointed. We almost stopped it partway through, wow. but we watched the whole thing. The only thing that was cool was the actual flight scenes. Yeah, the movie was amazing. epic. Failure. Do not
1: watch it. Wow. Disagree. The thing is, you went in with expectations. I went in with no expectations. Just like, this is just going to be a fun movie. It's a fun movie. It's not supposed to be like. With the worst
0: acting in the entire world. Like put a little bit more effort into the plot line. We, We literally called every single thing that was going to happen.
1: Yeah, but it's not supposed to be unpredictable. It's not like some like it's wild, interesting. All right, well, Terrible. Everyone gets their opinions, so you get one too. I highly recommend still watching it, team, if you want to watch some fun. Waste of time. You know, lots of like throwbacks to the original Top Gun and a lot of people who didn't watch that first one and then watch the second one and are mad that they didn't understand the, you know, those like inside jokes and no, little No, dad, explain them all to me. Yeah, anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, but thanks for bringing that up. You're coming with energy. This I really appreciate it actually because I'm pretty low. I'm feeling a little low on energy. Oh, no. And I feel like you just, you have filled, I'm starting to feel a little bit of the energy flowing my way. Okay, so I good. appreciate it. Maybe it's the C4.
0: Yeah,
1: it could be that too. Uh, podcast, blah, blah, blah. My buzz. My buzz. <laughs> Easy now. Easy, girl. Bring it back. And that just sums us up. There we go.
0: Like, kaisa, 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 wait, me. I forgot what I was saying. Yeah. And then I just keep interrupting That's you. That's fine.
1: I mean, it's TKS. Sorry. It's not TKMS. Um,
0: oh, that hurts.
1: But so the buzz, I just kind of keep bending these other ideas that I want to say, but we'll start with my buzz. My buzz is I am buzzing. I am buzzing on budgeting. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. It's the antithesis of Kaiser. <laughs> no, but like here's the thing. You know, I so I watched this movie the other night, which uh, so I follow this guy, Mr. Money mustache, and he's like a really he his whole thing is like retire early, right? Like that's this whole thing. And there's a whole movement around this. I didn't make the right moves in my like twenties and thirties, nor did I make enough money to like retire early, but there's still a lot of these like principles. And I think I've been feeling this for a while around like emotional spending, not even like I'm sad. I'm going to buy a pair of clothes more of just the emotion of thinking things are going to change you when you buy them. And so and – because I think a lot of people think of emo- – I'm not an emotional spender. And they think because it's not like you're crying or you're mad and then you buy something. It's not – like I don't think that's what it is. I think it's also just like thinking this supplement is going to make you lose your belly fat or thinking these jeans are going to make you get a job or, you know, those – that's how – I'm very guilty of that.
0: Oh, we all are.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so I've been feeling it for a good six months, like kind of knowing that I'm doing it and going like, damn, like – but I have – enough money to sort of like, you know, I'm not like broke. So like I can do a few things and it doesn't like, I'm not missing the mortgage payment or something like that. Um, But then I'm also like, why are we not saving that much money right now? Like, you know, we will eventually want to buy a house or whatever. And I watched this movie and it was really cool because it took five different, um, what was the, I think it was called Smart Money or something as the documentary. Uh, it's done pretty well. And I it's, watched this. One. Yeah, it's interesting. And the reason why it's interesting is because they take five different people with five different like money managing gurus, for lack of a better term. And so one is an NFL player who's kind of struggling. I forget what his name, Tades or something like that. Anyways, he's like a cornerback and had all this promise and then went to the NFL and like got injured. Still has like a decent amount of money, but like not enough to sustain if he doesn't play football for instance, right? So this guy's working with him to be like, "Okay, what do we need to do with your money so that if you don't play football anymore, you know, in a couple of years, how are you going to make it? You know, because wh- what else are you going to do? You know, like you're not going to go out and get some finance job or some other job. Like you didn't even finish college because you went straight to the NFL. So they have that, right? Then there's the person who makes like minimum wage, just paycheck to paycheck, doesn't have health care. There's a person for that. Then there's like the family of four where the wife is the uh, sole provider, husband, stay-at-home dad, wife makes like 300 grand a year. And, but they kind of- Are you telling
0: s- us- do, can we just have cliff notes? You're literally oh, okay. giving us giving inside scoop. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> okay. There it was. Yeah.
1: I thought you were interested. I'm. My reading is off today. <laughs> anyways, I got too excited. So I guess my buzz is more the movie. Uh, anyways, it goes into all these great Wait, details. I'm no, team. What? Only
0: because what I want to know is less about the movie. We all know now. We wrote it down. We we're gonna watch it. I want to know what you. I want to know your experience. What I pulled out. You pulled from it. Yeah.
1: I pulled out that when same like age-old fun thing to say, like, uh, failing to plan is planning to fail, you know, because if you just get your money every month, and you just, you know, you pay the things you have to pay, and then you just leave everything else kind of floaty, you don't, you're not allocating anything, right? So it's just going to float around. Oh, I have money to go out to eat. Oh, I have money to buy these little things, blah, blah, blah. I get paid in a few more weeks. Cool, I'm good. But what is interesting is when you start allocating chunks of money before you're spending. So it's like, I'm saving for this new motorcycle or this house or my kid's college fund. Like every time you get paid, boom, they all go organized into these categories. then what's left over, I mean, you can budget a million different ways. But for me, what I was realizing is like, I definitely can be not buying crap on Amazon for, for one thing, like, or doing like, say a month, like where I once a month buy something from Amazon. And it's like, I, I, like everything comes together. Then I'm really seeing that cart. Oh, this cart's 700 bucks. Do I really need all this shit? Maybe not. You start...
0: Or if you have a fund, because I know a few people that do this well, this is what I spend each month. Exactly. And if I really want that, you know... $200 thing, that's fine. It just is pulled from what from I that. can spend so Exa- that you can kind of value.
1: Totally. Food, same thing. So like restaurant, here's my going out to eat fund. Here's my uh, grocery shopping fund, all these things. And it's kind of like, it's a little annoying, I guess, it, You or it could be perceived as annoying. But I also think like, it could be really kind of fun because you're gamifying your money.
0: And stress reducing. Mm-hmm. I would put so much money on the fact that one of the top stressors for the majority of people is money.
1: Absolutely. Because
0: we don't ever really, we know that we should be doing the thing to manage it. So, you know what? I'm going to take back my want want womp, womp. That yeah, was rude. That was like not okay. Because I, this is, that is totally a stress thing for me too. I don't probably manage it as best I could. Yeah. I don't do things. And then you just think, oh, it's fine. It's going to take care of itself. It won't. But it also brings the fact we should fucking be learning about money hundred at an early age. And
1: that's what they bring up in this movie too, that it's like the number one, I forget what the stat sort of was, but essentially it's like the thing that like depresses people, ruins lives, and is the most powerful thing you're ever going to like, you know, come into contact with. And we have zero mandatory education around it other than like balancing your checkbook or something yeah. like that in high school, which okay. they probably don't even do anymore because who has no, a checkbook? Yeah, who has a checkbook, yeah. Yeah, so anyways, it's interesting. And I think that it's also, the other thing that was enlightening is like, you can you can make more money every month. Sure, there are definitely ways you can make more money. Most people though, you're only gonna get a raise like once a year, right? So you don't have unless you're an entrepreneur, unless you're like a, um, like a gig worker or something like that, you can't just go make more money, but you can look at how to save more money or like stop spending as much money that can make a direct impact to tomorrow.
0: And that saved money can go somewhere that makes you more
1: money. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So there I was, a, yeah, There's some good, I don't know. I just, I'm finding like an excitement around it. I think it also just gave me a more optimistic outlook because everything feels pessimistic lately with housing is too expensive, inflation is at an all time high, you know, it just, everything's sort of in a negative light. And I think that this movie in this direction, I'm feeling feels more optimistic of like, you do have more control. Quit buying shit. And I'm not saying everybody out there is buying shit like I am or wasting money, but I'm definitely wasting money. Like you don't need to. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I also just think there's something that it feels good to kind of dig yourself out of the hole or like know that you're doing the things that you should be doing because it starts to reduce the stress and it moves things in a positive direction for money management, hopefully saving and everything else. But it's that, it's like this overarching conversation It always comes back to, do the things that you know you should do. Do the things that stress you out, like it. Money stresses almost probably all of us. Out. Yeah. Just take one proactive step to start dealing with that, yeah. and you feel totally different.
1: And the longer you wait, it's not going anywhere. Yeah, it's not like it's just going to get worse. Yeah. And so, I'm going to stop investing in crypto. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause, I mean, I don't invest that much, but I have for years, like a small amount. And it's, I mean, it's like, for one, it's just crashing over and over, which is fine. Like I'm in for the long haul, but it's also way more volatile. Like I should be putting, if I'm going to be doing monthly investment, I should definitely be doing first in something that is more consistent, you know, and stable. Yeah. So there's like definitely some, we all want that quick hit of like, Lottery it's ticket. It's everything. It's everything. Like change this thing about yourself or your situation tomorrow. And if, it's, if it takes longer than for tomorrow, yeah. just keep trying for those tomorrow hits yeah. for your whole life. And yeah. you're probably never going to change. Totally. So. No,
0: absolutely. And also I think there's something to be said about living within your budget because we also always believe that more money makes you happier. And until you get to the point where you realize maybe you do have to make a little bit more money to realize it doesn't because there's more stresses and everything else. But if you figure out where you how you can live within your means and more less stress makes you happier. Yeah, totally.
1: And I, I don't love I'm tired of rich people saying that like more money doesn't make you happy. It's annoying to me because I think it's. I get it, but I think what mo- more money definitely, I think there's a point there's a line. Uh, where yeah. you make a certain amount and then it does, like if you make another 100 grand on top of that yeah. or 500 grand or whatever, nothing's changing for you. But I will say, I believe that there's a certain amount of money that buys you a certain amount of freedom. Amen. And I think the freedom aspect is something that, I mean, I wish everybody had that opportunity to have a freedom to go, hmm, I can take a month or two off from this work that I'm doing right now because I don't know if I'm act- if this is actually what I want to do and have like a intention around it versus being forced to just be in or it. Or just
0: pay for basic needs. That you know too, what I mean? I yeah. think we're at such so yes, I, I didn't mean to sound I didn't mean to sound like that. I'm just saying what I was trying to say was just if you can start to figure out where how you can live within the money that you make. And then have that be a far less stressful thing because you're within this boundary rather than knowing that you're not and that that's a constant stressor in your totally. life to be overspending or anything else. But yes, money, money is an issue. Most people don't make enough. And then it's very easy to say when you make enough to say, oh, it doesn't make you happier. No, yeah, buying my house made me happier. Totally, period. yeah. Like, there's a yeah. new
1: stress that is, or there's a-
0: Another stress. And, yeah. Yeah.
1: What well, I was gonna say is there's less stress around say- Finding it, and when you have a house, for instance, like you have leverage, absolutely, you know that's a huge thing. You and know? you
0: have peace of mind knowing that you have a roof over. Yeah, absolutely. I did not. Yeah. Be, I no, and I, wasn't saying you yeah. were.
1: I'm just there's. It's like you always hear on podcasts, like, well, we'll tell you right now. When I was making five million, I was, but that's because what you were doing, you weren't happy. Yeah, you were making more money. That might have been a happier piece. But yeah. what you were doing, you weren't happy. I get that, but yeah. it's just so easy. Everyone's like, oh, that was money doesn't matter. Fear. It, it ma- does it in does this country. It, matters. it definitely matters. Yeah, because you don't have any fucking social support for anything. You yeah. know, like healthcare, or anything. Anyways, yeah.
0: no, amen. That's true, though. Yeah, it's fucked up. Whoa,
1: right. bird walk. We should have a money person on the podcast. We, uh, that you know would what? Be, that would be money. That would
0: be money. Do you know any? I think the thing is, is you have to figure out it because it just can't be anybody. They have to be no. able to talk about it in like a style that I understand. But There's I a would imagine,
1: don't you think most would because they're talking to people that they have to convince people to put I them. I have yeah. a money
0: person in my mind that wouldn't.
1: That wouldn't no. okay. Okay. So
0: I not most would.
1: Yeah, we should look into that. That'd be fun, team. If you want to hear somebody on the podcast talk about money, I think it'd be so helpful for like trainers thinking. It, around, oh, like, it'd be
0: so helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Very cool. Okay. Okay. Putting it out there. Uh, shout out to <laughs> we you know the Luca uh, mobility wait it was recovery episodes oh, yeah. that we filmed. Yeah. I just wanted to give a shout out to you. I really felt like the training wheels came off and you just, you glided on your own. I didn't have to like say anything. Really? You were just keeping, you had your notes. I feel like your host capabilities really oh my God, got professional. Cry. You kept Luca in line. Luca worked with you. You guys both met in the middle. I feel like we had really good conversation. I think there was a lot of takeaways. Wow. Yeah, so I hope, you know. Team,
0: Mike doesn't give out compliments. So this is a major moment. Let me just
1: sit my... I definitely give out compliments, but... To people no, who deserve not unless them. you mean them. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're
0: not like, oh, yay. No, I'm you know, f- I f- lose f- it. People don't even care about my compliments, any, compliments anymore. am like, yay. Yeah. Well,
1: and then I know once they leave the room, then you're like, Jesus, finally. <laughs> that is not <laughs> true. I'm
0: mainly talking about my compliments to you. Oh yeah,
1: so I wouldn't hear that part. <laughs> no. What the curtain shuts. Jesus, finally, he's out of here. No, that's not true. All but right. Thank you.
0: I really appreciate that. I that I'm if you have not listened to that episode team high or episodes it's a, it's a two part i took away so much great impact yeah. speaking of we both Ooh. walked away with one thing that we were doing let me think about the one thing you mine were was doing. cool down cool and i down. cooled
1: down on t- i don't even know what day today is thursday i cooled down i think i worked out on tuesday and i almost walked out of the garage and then i go I gotta do my five minute cooldown. I just did like a pigeon stretch yeah. on, you know, just yeah. for both hips. That was kind of it. Yeah, but I did it for five minutes. Just let myself it's
0: the intention, the breath
1: go down. The, the, I was trying to re uh, get, calibrate. No, my what was reach my homeostasis is what Luca liked to say. Yeah, threw a lot of fun words out there. He Mito, did. Mitochondria. <laughs> yeah. I remember that one. <laughs> I don't know. Still don't know what it means. I, I remember like <laughs> cell biology. There's yeah. like a little. There's a little cell, yeah. and things happen around the mitochondria. <laughs> I don't know what it's it like is. like all the spindles. The yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but what yeah. was yours? I thought yours was cool down. No,
0: I mean, I was kind of adding on. I did do that last time I was with him, but I haven't moved in a little while, going to be honest. Uh, so I haven't done a cool down because okay. I haven't even done a warm up, <laughs> but mine was adding protein.
1: Oh, that's right. Oh yeah. I've been kind of doing that too.
0: I'm glad you've been doing things. Oh, good. you haven't. No, yeah. I've been a failure student right now.
1: I So what I need to do is calculate, like, so what do you think is, like, say, in a chicken breast, is it, like, 25, 30 grams of protein?
0: Oh, that much?
1: It's it's a lot. Hold on. We're just because... Google it. Yeah, let's just see. Yeah, chicken. because actually I'm
0: I'm curious because I eat three eggs a lot for breakfast. So maybe I oh, do, shit. but...
1: Oh, yeah, protein content. Okay, let's see what it says. Because I'm pretty sure... It's fairly high. But I was then, I was just thinking around, okay, Luca was saying 120 minimum. Yeah. 120 grams of protein minimum. Yeah. But, or if you're more than that, it was like a gram per body weight, right? So I'm like 190-ish. So like 190 grams. Oh my God, a chicken breast has 43 grams of protein. That's a lot. I, I don't know if I, I would have failed that question. Yeah. So if you had, so yeah, so I started with like a scoop of uh, thorn recovery. I've been trying to do that in the morning. I ran out though. I said I need to buy more, but that's 20 ish grams. So if you do 20 and then one before bed, that's 40. You do two chicken breasts. What are we at? Like no. one, that's only one twenty. Yeah. You know? I
0: can't eat chicken breasts like that. So that's no, no, I'm just failed. thinking of,
1: but like if you eat a steak or a chicken, yeah. eggs, eggs are only like, I think they're what? 10 grams or something per egg. Yeah, they're so not that. I eat three that. eggs each time. You eat three. You're a three or Yeah, Let's and if I see. eat
0: four, it's a problem. <laughs> I'm just a three egg person. Oh,
1: that's right. Wait, I thought you couldn't eat eggs.
0: No, if I eat four eggs, I'm not kidding. As tough fragile she is, if I eat four eggs, massive it's game problem. Over. Yeah, three eggs, not
1: a problem. You're in good shape. But
0: like egg salad sandwiches are my favorite thing. So sometimes I will, you know, I could eat oh, egg salad sandwich. How do you know
1: sandwich. that? There's not. Well,
0: I learned a lesson. I used to make a bunch of egg salad. <laughs>
1: now you have to make it in three yes. egg Tupperware yes. portions.
0: No, I have to only make it a little bit. At Six time. grams of protein in an egg. For that's eggs. it.
1: Okay. So when you're doing three, that's only 18. Yeah.
0: That's not that much. Goodness.
1: So now I'm kind of like
0: scoop of protein. He was right.
1: You need a lot of pro- if that's if that you know I, which I've I've heard that too. Yeah. So, but I'm like, wow. I I don't know if I am having enough protein.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely not. I know that for sure.
1: That's hard. But then, I mean, there's a little protein in, like, nuts and milks and all those things. But it does, I don't know, it probably adds up, but not that. If you're going for 190 grams of protein a day, yeah. I might need to start doing two scoops. Yeah. Wow. I do a scoop and a half of
0: the thorn when scoop I do it. Scoop and a half, yeah. okay. And you know what's really good, pro tip? I put iced coffee in it now. Oh, that's bomb, yeah. it's And a little bit of cream and just ice and shake that bad oil. Yeah, that
1: sounds good. Um, okay. <laughs> Cool.
0: Where are we going today? God, Since this is, the show is basically just a one-fuzzin' show. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I was just, you know, here we are. It's September, guys. I think when this goes out, it'll be end of September because oh, we're a few weeks ahead. Yeah. But what? Are you, how are you feeling? How are you feeling about like end of? I know you're kind of in this like the the end of summer is not timed great with all the things that are going on in your life.
0: No. I also just don't like this time of year. yeah. I basically only like the summer and then I like towards the end of the spring because it's leading to the summer. Okay,
1: so you're definitely a summer girl. Oh, I'm
0: summer.
1: It's weird. I normally, like this year, more than ever, and I think it's just every year now. I get older, I want it more. But I was like, hurting for the, sun. I was, I just need the sun. It yeah. needs to get sunny here. I need to be, I need to feel that. I need to not worry about weather, rain, anything. But it was like a few weeks ago. I was like, I hit it. Like I got my summer. I feel good. I'm ready for crispy nights. I mean, I would take the summer. you going to say I'm ready for Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> I like, no, I don't love, I'm not a big like holiday guy. It's kind of just too much stress, but I,
0: I still think I get the stress and anxiety of thinking I have to go back to school
1: honestly mm. like i
0: think that's what if i try to think about why september starts to stress me out because mm. i already start to get it in in august i think oh my gosh this is starting to end i really think it's cool interesting because september months like in seattle are still beautiful
1: yeah i mean i it's nice like yeah. i went for a little walk this morning and it was brisk i yeah. had to have a little long sleeve on yeah. you know but it's nice it's nice yeah um
0: I also don't love that days are getting shorter. Yeah, There's just a lot about yeah. it that I don't love. It's it's definitely getting darker faster.
1: That's the thing here. It's just... it Like now when I get up, I get up at like 6. It's, it's already... It's still dark. It's still dark, yeah. You know, and it's just going to get darker. I know. And in October... It's dark at like four thirty. I five.
0: know. See, that's not what I enjoy.
1: I don't enjoy that either. So winter's coming. Darkness is upon Winter us. Winter's coming, and yeah. since
0: I'm watching Game of Thrones, it's Did you throw that in there just for me? Yeah, I've
1: done that twice now. I think because <laughs> you you buzzed on that like a month ago.
0: I love it. I'm on season five. I it's just good.
1: Love it. It's good.
0: Well, that is something to look forward to. Bundled up, watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, but it's
1: fun. So, how do you stay motivated when it's dark? Like, what do you do? You have any tactics? Do you use like a light? Uh, uh, what is a little light thing <laughs> like where a, you like sit a in daylight? Fr- yeah, yeah. yeah. Where no, you I sit used in to front have that. It, in high did school. you? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, because you're sad. Seasonal affectional disorder. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But oh, that's very real. No, I know. Yeah, my dad.
0: Um. I think in it sometimes I like to plan certain things that I can look forward to. I know that sounds a little grim. So I was just hanging out with my friend, and we were just trying to plan little, not like a massive vacation to Cabo or something. Just can we go to Whitby Island for a little weekend? Mm. Just things to look forward to. I also schedule out things and just make sure that I'm staying along my schedule. When things when things get hard for me, or you know the the season, I already know I don't enjoy fall winter, so I just kind of like find my schedule and find my groove and and just try to stick with it. I don't think I have a lot of, I don't think I do a lot of intentional things once it, I don't like get ready for hibernation or anything. Yeah.
1: How do you stay? So do you, I guess you don't move outside all that much. No. So you're not like an outside mover. So it doesn't affect you that way. But
0: we just talked about a tra- uh, track club that we've been doing. Yeah. We're going to go inside oh. to, and start playing maybe some tennis or some pickleball. So just like Where? switch things up. Uh, the Pro Club or the Bellevue Club or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's cool. So just, well, actually, that's a good point. Community, I do, community. Yeah, I do think that that's very important to me. And I just, I, the older I get, the more I realize. The older I get, and I know you're going to laugh at me, but because I'm still single, like, it's really important to plan things with your friends because yeah. I, even though I have a big family, my family all has families, you know. So it's important to me that I create my little group of of people that I hang out with and it's good energy and that I have those that kind of carry me throughout the weeks and months. Yeah. So that's great. I get recharged being around people. Yeah. So that's important for me. Yeah. yeah. What about you?
1: I don't really get recharged. I I get recharged if I really like the people, Oh. <laughs> but if it's like a, if there's any small talk involved or anything like that, that's just like a, like it's not a, re- so a lot of holiday stuff isn't my buzz because it's just, there's so much as, Oh, what are you doing? How have you been for the last year? Haven't talked to you since last year. <laughs> and then now with COVID, it's like, I haven't seen some people for three years, you yeah. know, how many oh, people wild. died, got married, had a baby, you know, like there's a lot of probably big things that have happened yeah. in the last three years. So not a huge fan, but I, now with a kid it changes because the like river loves Halloween he loves Christmas. He lo- like, so that's kind of fun. It loves me bring to bring joy. Yeah. And I just do. see him excited about it.
0: Yeah. That's fun. When the kids, when the girls, like my nieces, get dressed up or they're excited about presents or then it brings me joy for Christmas to go shopping. For exactly. Pre- like, yeah. Okay.
1: So there's that part. We just got a, well, we, did, we bought it, but we don't have it yet a Peloton tread. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, that's right. so that's going to be nice because we did do a lot of, like, walking and running and being outside this year. And, you know, when it's super cold and dark and, and wet in the morning, I'm probably not going to go do, like, a mile or two walk. No. So hopping on the tread for a half hour, hour and Are just you and moving. Are you going to have to, like, rock the precision No, because we it? have the bike. So it's, like, whoever, you know, if you want to, if you want, if you... You just switch, you know. Nice. Be on the bike, do a little low impact pedal. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I, we use the we use the bike still all the time, you know. So we're like an at home. I'm thinking about getting a sauna. Me. This too. is all going on this budget thing though. Like now I've got to be like, I can't be buying this crap. Like, do you need a sauna? Yes. You know, if you, if you look at like Luca's like big rocks, medium rocks, pebbles is a sauna pebble? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably a pebble. It's a Pebble. It's an, but he it's not that. a pebble in the price. No, That's God, a bi- it's a like granite. Oh, it's <laughs> So it's like marble. <laughs> I did have a dream though that Patrick just gave me because we in our studio here we share it with some some yoga friends and they have a sauna in here and uh, and I talked to him about it and he was like, oh yeah, he's like, man, do you want it? And I had this dream last night that he just gave it to me.
0: Wait, so it was him saying, do you want it in your dream or in real life?
1: No, so he said in real life, I've talked to both of them now. So I'm negotiating it on both sides. Oh wow! No price yet, but like just throwing it out there. Hey, if you guys you guys are just leaving that thing in here, I got a home for it. You, you know? can pay me to take it out. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get it. it out. I'll help you out. <laughs> but then I had a dream last night that he was just like, "You should just have it. It's just sitting here anyways." And I was like,
0: "So oh, nice. you're manifesting too? We have a lot of yeah. this is the manifestation podcast. It is. So is there a price that you would pay for?"
1: I don't want to put that out in real life because oh, what if... They just sign the me the end? number. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, it's a nice sauna. I, I, you know, a thousand bucks. Oh. I mean, it's like a $4,000 sauna, oh. I think. I don't know. They're expensive, but I will say I started looking on like OfferUp and Craigslist. There actually is a, quite a few now for a thousand or less. I think what's happened is we're getting that post COVID yeah, thing where people bought so much stuff for the house. And then now they're like, what the hell do we have a sauna in here for? We haven't used it. And it's like holding our laundry and there you go. now they need to get rid of it. So that motorcycles are coming down in price. We Still on that. that. Oh yeah. You Uh-oh. know, I know All right, we're not going to keep going on that one, but yeah. Anyways, uh, I don't even know how we just got on sauna. Um, Pebbles, winter. So yes, winter would be nice to have a sauna. It would be nice. So
0: I don't know how we actually got there. Man, we're everywhere. We're but let's everywhere today. let's switch gears because we're Folded just gonna do this in.
1: full catch up forever. Uh, let's add a little mustard. <laughs> I thought we. Oh, that was- good. Have you been waiting no, that was, four you, months for that one? You can't call them out because then they make so me feel like <laughs> then I go, no, I just freestyled that, which I did. But it's not going to sound like everyone's be like, oh my God, this guy prepares these dad jokes now, for this. They're just you just got to say, That's good, the Mike, that that was was good. That was good, but it
0: just was so good. It sounded like you've been like
1: waiting. Yeah, the ketchup. Now we got the mustard. So the mustard is, I just want to talk a little about coaching. So I think The big thing that, well, let's start with what Kaisa thinks defines a good coach.
0: And okay, wow.
1: We're just hopping in. Gosh, we are we're just jumping. Okay, team. Otherwise, so, we're just gonna stick. We're just. I know it's we're gonna just be too long.
0: So, and do you mean in terms of personal training? Or let's life go. Coaching let's start or? with fitness. Yeah,
1: since that's like your angle. Let's like, what do you think makes a good coach? If you were gonna, if you were gonna like hire a coach, what are you looking for in a coach?
0: That you care.
1: You care, okay. For the results you, or for- no, our... that
0: you just care about the human being- Gotcha, Human beings or the human being that you're coaching. I think that's actually not, that seems like that would be a given. It's actually not a given. Um, I think a lot of times, the, the coaching industry is huge and there's a bunch of different avenues that you can go, but it also seems to feel sometimes like it's one of those industries where people, it's like, um, would the word transient industry make sense? Where people kind of come in and, yeah, and go out. So. so they don't really care- about what they're doing. We, you know, people come into it, think they're gonna make a little bit of money and then hop out to the next thing that they're gonna do. And so that's just like number one criteria is that you care that you're actually you have human beings' lives in your hands for that 30 minutes hour, whatever when you're coaching. That's really important. Um two, that you're knowledgeable. I think you you don't need to be overly knowledgeable because I, we, we, we've talked about this a lot, but I think because there are so many different facets of what it means to be a coach, maybe you're a group X instructor, you know, maybe you're a coach that specializes in recovery, maybe you're a strength coach. There's a bunch of different things. You don't have to know everything, but you have to know what you are trying to teach to your mm. clients. You have to know that in and out. Um,
1: How do you think you look, like what is a good path to figure that out?
0: experience honestly experience because, because the industry is so huge. I think most people, I think getting certified, like me getting NASM certified was just step one of a million steps to figure out. The only one thing I had was that I enjoyed teaching people how to move. And I liked working with humans. Other than that, I didn't know. And until I went back to school and thought maybe I want to be a strength coach or did a lot of, um, Classes and thought, oh, I want to do boot camps. I didn't know until I experienced that what I actually wanted to do. And I think it's hard. I was pretty bold and fearless in those decisions. I didn't have a family or anything else to take care of. It was just me, so I could be risky and go back and take out loans and do all that. But I really just think you have to go through those steps to figure out what lights you up. Because the thing about training and any other industry in which you're working with human beings. If you do not enjoy what you're doing, it's a massive energy zapper. If you do not enjoy working with those human beings in those hours, it becomes a suck and you cannot sustain that. So you have to figure out. The burnout will be so real if you do not figure out what brings you joy um, in terms of what you do training wise. I think the other thing, and this is kind of a broader one, I think you have to be willing to do some deep work on yourself. Because as a trainer, you have to understand that that time you spend with the client is really about them and you can't bring your own shit Mm. into that. And so, and I just, I think for me, I was fortunate to realize at a young age, even though I had a lot of my shit, I really respected that the time I was spending with my clients was solely their time. One, it was absolutely unacceptable in my gym that I was in to have a phone anywhere on the floor like now when I see that it's mm. so cringy to me and I understand that you know trainers could say oh I'm just filming them or this and that but that was absolutely unacceptable. I was not doing anything other than spending time with those those clients. That's good. And I think now we just don't respect clients times and they also don't know what they deserve so they don't demand that. But just being in this industry now and watching how people operate—that's a rarity that someone spends that sole hour, or whatever, with you and and attention spent on you. Yeah, that honestly, maybe that goes number one. Yeah, yeah.
1: Hmm, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. Don't be scanning Instagram Well, you're supposed to be watching my form. But I bet that happens all oh, it's the in, time
0: in every single gym with every. It's just, it is culturally like acceptable now. And I think, thank goodness for where I grew up as a trainer was absolutely not okay. We didn't have social media at the time, but there was not a single phone on the floor. There was no, you were not talking really to other trainers unless I was saying, Hey Mo, like, can I use that space? Like we were not, I was fully engaged in my client at that time.
1: How do you think it differs from online coach versus in-person coach?
0: It's two different worlds. Yeah. You know, that's like saying how's group X instructor different than a strength coach? Literally, basically not even no apples to apples there. It's completely different. So online, the thing about online is that you have to know your shit so well that you can coach it when someone's not there. Mm-hmm. You can know the cues. You can know what they're going to probably be doing. You know, you can know how to adjust their form because you've gone through, you've coached it so much in real life that you just know what people do when they do that move. So you can make the adjustments. And I guess there are a bunch of different online coaches, but for me, when I think about online, I think about doing, you know, tutorials or videos. The other thing is you have to have a personality and you have to have a personality that, that translates well on camera. I don't, some very amazing and intelligent coaches in real life who are very compassionate and empathetic and can like read human beings and just do so well in person doesn't mean they're going to do very well on camera. I mean, we've seen it a lot. You know, we run a business that's on camera filming and it's not, it's just not the same. I think you also have to work on your craft in both respective Industries, even though it's the same industry, but both respective places a lot because there's so much competition now, mm-hmm. so, so, so much competition it is the hot thing to be a trainer to run your own business, to do it online or to do it in person in a studio you own like that is the thing right now
1: and it's really easy to to make it look like you're crushing it on Instagram, yeah, you show a studio space you know, at the studio and then you show a camera filming you and you're like, just recording some new content. Nobody's buying it. You know, like it's just such a funny, there's, I wonder how much work is going into the show of it versus just do it. Probably, I would assume. Majority. Yeah.
0: Well, that's why when people say, you know, when a major question we get from up and coming trainers is, should I should I spend time and energy building a social media? Mm-hmm. And it's a very hard question to answer because I'm coming from a different perspective, but I say you should spend most of your time and energy on your craft Yeah, and you should figure out how to be the best trainer you can be. You should figure out what you're going to specialize in. You should figure out where you can go and take, do your internships and learn, you know, have a mentor and learn from other trainers in the industry. You should just go and figure yourself out in this space before you try to cultivate a personality. On social media that most likely isn't you yet because you don't know who you are. And then also people can read through the bullshit. Mm. So at some point in time, it's smoke and mirrors. You've spent all that time, energy, and money building that up for what? It's not fucking easy to sell online. Okay. Let me just burst that bubble. Yeah. I have a million <clears throat> followers on social media, on Instagram. I have a million and a half on Facebook. It is Fucking hard work. That's the misconception. Is that all? Oh, you just have that. You can put anything out you want, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it just it. sells. No, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. There's so much competition. You know, those social media, Facebook. They want you to pay for advertisement mm. now. They hold shit back. You have those followers. Barely any of them see it. Like it's not easy, team. <laughs> so I th-
1: that is that is so important for people to hear. I think because I I would assume. Anybody listening would feel if they got a million followers, life would be totally different. And it's not, not, it's Mm -hmm. still not easy at all. The grind is way real.
0: Oh, it's, it's way harder, Mm -hmm. way harder. And maybe if you had a million on a different platform, but I'm just saying Facebook and, you know, probably even TikTok and Instagram right now, those are saturated platforms. They're controlled. Well, TikTok is not controlled by Facebook, but they watch what you do. You put a little money to an advertisement. Now they know you pay for shit. Like it's very, it's a controlled environment that leads to not a lot of success. And I think, and I don't want to deter you because I think they're just still amazing and you can build your brand and you can do that. You can learn a lot about yourself when you're forced to kind of create on social and figure out what makes you tick. But again, that's not the golden ticket. The golden ticket isn't to work five years to get a million followers, and then everything works like that's just not it at all,
1: yeah, yeah. How much do you feel like humility or, yeah, we'll just ask that question, like humility plays in with coaching?
0: I mean, I think I think humility is everything like in real life as well, so yeah. in coaching absolutely I just
1: and I guess to preface it, it's like. Do you need to know everything?
0: No. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Like I genuinely, I can only come from my experience, but I blossomed as a trainer when I just honed in on what I thought I was good at, what I knew I was good at, and then let go of the rest. And I don't mean let go like I never went to conferences again or anything else, but I just started to really... Put energy into what I was good at. And I knew because I was training mainly women at the time, those middle aged women really enjoyed my cheerleading, loud, you know, positive spirit. They enjoyed that the entire hour they were there with me, that I was asking the questions that I remembered about their life, that I was like supportive. They remembered that I made movement fun. And it was a safe environment that I was really good at adjusting things. So everyone, my whole goal was that when you came and you trained with me, when you walked out, you felt more empowered. So for like movements, I was really good on the fly. If Mary wasn't getting the squat that day, we just moved on to something else. Like my whole goal Mm. was, wasn't, wasn't that they were the most perfect movers. My goal was that they just started to feel empowered in their body and who they were. And I think that's really an important thing because a lot of trainers train so that other trainers can see what they're doing. Totally. A lot of trainers forget that it's really about your client and what your client's going through in that time and what your client needs. And it's not about what other people are thinking of you. It's not about, am I doing the coolest thing? And I really had to let go of that. I I remember thinking, Oh my gosh, like I was in an environment at Zoom where we had some badass trainers, and I was always thinking, like, they're gonna be looking at me and, like, oh my gosh, Mary's knee is caving in right now. They're gonna think I'm not mm. correcting and I'm not knowing. And then I just had to be like, you know what? This isn't about them. This is about Mary and I. And I've already given her three corrections right now. And I know she's not hurting herself. And I'm just going to let her do this because you know what? She's going to walk out of here so much more confident if I don't keep beating it over that she's doing it wrong. Yeah. And I'm not adding weight to it. I'm not putting her in danger. And that's when I started to be like, okay. Okay all right, here's my groove. And when you're in that space, I know it sounds corny, but like when you're in a space of being like, I am comfortable and confident in who I am. When you get to like have that energy out there, you're giving that energy to them as well. And I think that's an important thing that trainers often forget is whatever space you're in, like your clients pick up on that as well. And like, don't make that a toxic space, (laughs) you know, make that a positive space, make it a space. that's all about them. And also, sorry, I'm going on a tangent. Where do people get an hour within their day or their week that is solely dedicated to them? besides possibly therapy, and maybe if you have a partner that really loves to know what you're doing. So every day when you come home, they sit down for an hour and ask. It's so rare, but it is life changing. It is so transformational that someone gets an hour a week or several times a week that someone else, aka the trainer, just cares about them, remembers what they're going through, almost like parents them in that moment. And I know it's life changing because I saw the changes. In all of the women I was training. And I feel the changes in terms of when I get coached. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, you kind of, you, you, we started with humility, but it almost sounds like at least what you're, what I was grabbing is that focus on what's being done right. Like, put a lot of effort into letting clients know what they're doing well. And then coach them on the things they might not be doing well. But not, yeah, because I think it's easy to just be like, oh, yeah, you got to do this. Nope, you're still doing that. You're doing this. You're doing that. That's not, that doesn't seem.
0: No, I I, I had a rule. My rule was, I mean, the squat's a really easy one. But my rule was, if they were doing a movement and in two cues, I couldn't get them to adjust, we moved on.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: or I set up a different environment. And I figured it out. That's the other thing. You have to be a fucking good trainer to know how to adjust things. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm education is everything. Like you have to know if I knew I wanted them to, to get into a squat pattern and you know, squatting down wasn't working. Like I had to make it so that I figured out how to get that pattern in a different movement. Like you have to know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I'm never, I never want it to sound like you don't need education. You need to know it actually so much that you can break it down to the most simplest format. And that's really where I feel like trainers, you have to go get the education, do the things so that you can come back and be like, okay, now that I have all that, I have all these tools in my tool belt, what are the, what are the things that I really find the most joy in and that I excel at? And then you can run towards those.
1: Yeah. And going back to the education, like just because you went to the thing once, like I'm, I started training these two gals and. I kind of like, I didn't go in, I went into it with the first one of, okay, we just need to like assess, see where you're at. And then like this morning I was going back into like my handbook for Strong First stuff of going, okay, cool. Like, oh yeah, they're hips and we need to work on that. We're not quite at the swing. What do we do? What are some helpful hints? Oh yeah, these three things. I forgot about those three things. Yeah, You know, it's all spelled out. And a lot of times I think we... We believe once we've learned it, it's just there, you got to go back. You You got to go back all the time.
0: And while you're saying this, it reminds me also, you got to know when to let go. Mm -hmm. You know, there are certain things that as a trainer, you have to know what your bubble is. Like most of us as trainers are not dietitians. Most of us as trainers are not physical therapists. You have to know when your client deserves better or needs something different. That's other than what you can offer. And so that was another thing as a trainer, like have a network, Have a network of people that you can send your clients to because ultimately at the end of the day, if your client feels like you keep them as top priority and that no matter what you're taking care of them, they'll always come back to you. And they will also tell their friends about you. And that's ultimately what you want. So I think if you're a trainer in person, you have to have you have to have clear boundaries of what you deal with. And then you have to have a network of who you pass off to.
1: I think online too. I think online you, as well. Yes. Yeah. And I think like to shorten that, it's like be a good resource. Yes. Like be a place for people to go to not only hire you for your thing, but you're an educational person or you're a knowledgeable person to direct people in all the ways, I mean, within obviously like health and wellness, if that's your shtick, but
0: yeah. And then just own who you are. I went to school for social work. I wanted to be, you know, in that field. And what that meant to me was that I really wanted to work with human beings. Um, and so I knew that it took me a while, but I knew that that was my gift in training. And there are some trainers who are, very technical and just like very intelligent and, you know, adjust minor things. And then you're going to find human beings that really appreciate that, you know? So it's just figure out what makes you tick, figure out what lights you up and then own it Mm. because that's, what's going to be able to translate to your clients.
1: Yeah. It's hard. Do you feel like most clients, I mean, this is a broad question, expect a personal trainer to know Everybody. Recovery, nutrition, weight loss, strength, conditioning, like all the things, right? A
0: thousand percent. Yeah. So you how to, do you- have to educate you, them.
1: How do you, so, and what would be, let's just say a scenario.
0: Well, number one thing is most clients that come into the gym and they're paying, you know, an expensive fee, they assume that you know everything about food. So that was an easy thing for me. I just knew right away, it made me so uncomfortable. I'm a terrible liar. It made me really uncomfortable to talk about things <laughs> that I wasn't, educated in. And so I was just like, nope, I don't, I don't deal with diet. I don't deal with anything nutrition related, but I have so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. So So I knew I had to have a network. And so that was like really important to me. That was my boundary there. I wasn't so easy in training because I did still think I needed to know everything, but I also learned to have I learned to build up my confidence enough that when a client asked me something or why we were doing something, I wasn't shattered. And then I didn't have to make up a story. I could actually just say, you know what? That's actually a really good question. I don't know, but I have tons of resources. And uh, like Joe was one of our head trainers. I was like, I'm going to go ask Joe and I'll get back to you. And the relationship building that happened that the next time they came to their training session, I was like, you know what? This is and this is why. Here's another thing that we're going to do instead. That was more impactful than lying in that moment and trying to cover my ass. Like you're still dealing with human beings at the end of the day.
1: That's the humility that's the, aspect. Um, I was totally, I think that's so key. Like you don't have to know it all and it's a disservice to act like you do. Yeah. And I think you actually build way more trust when percent. you admit that you don't know it all, but you're determined to find out. Like I want, I want to know that answer too. That's a great question.
0: Yeah. And when you want the best for people, that just always surpasses and translates into something positive. You know what I mean? It's like that surpasses any awkward moment. Believe me, hello, team. I had a million of those because there were times when I thought, especially as a younger trainer, I thought I needed to know everything. And then I was just petrified and be like, oh, and I'd kind of make up something, you know, whatever it was. We've all been there and done that. But I started to remember when I got confident and when I get, got confident, it wasn't until I did so much education that I was like, there's no fucking more education that I can do to keep, I'm not getting confident doing that. I've got to switch my, my lanes here. But then you start to develop a completely different relationship with people when you're like, oh my gosh, Mary, just Mary's on my mind today. She was a real client. Shout out to Mary. Love her. Mary, you know what? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I thought you oh. were just doing
1: like, oh. a just, Mary. you were just, yeah, I didn't know if you were like, no, just talking to Sorry, Mary. Right no, now. Yeah. I wasn't
0: talking. I hope Mary is doing amazing. She's probably still there deadlifting records. Um, no, but just, you know, you just get to say, I don't know because that, that in real life, you would appreciate that in any other instance yeah. of life is, uh, I don't know, but I'm going to get back
1: to yeah, you. Who likes to know it all? Nobody, Nobody likes it, know it all, yeah, because you know and know it. there is no way to know it all. yeah. and it comes off as like you're you don't know, yeah, and you're trying to cover it up to act like you do know, yeah, which then dissolves any trust. yeah, it's just not a good. It's not a good situation.
0: Yeah. So trainers, you don't have to know everything, but you also have to. it's going to be some awkward moments. You have to educate your clients that you don't know everything mm. because they do. There's this false, you know, representation that a trainer is also your dietitian, your therapist, your PT, all these things. No, you're not a physical therapist. Like your parameters are here. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be diagnosing anything, you know, like you haven't done any scans. You haven't done any tests. Like you're not qualified for that. Don't do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I find it overwhelming with kind of like, there's so many different avenues in fitness now. I mean, there's so many. And even like, um, FRC, I believe, mm-hmm. what's the, like, the FRS, FRS and, like, the, um, the kin stretch and all that mm-hmm. stuff, that now looks as if it's its own practice. It is. You know, and then I'm like, whoa. People
0: go to Hunter just to do that. Yeah. Shout out to Hunter Fitness. How often Love are you it.
1: doing that? You know, like, how do you add that into the training? I mean, it, it's, like, its almost gets to the point where, okay, look, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to move for a few days a week because you you want to start moving and feeling a little bit better in your body? We can do that. You're not a professional athlete you' your 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 seven days a week isn't going to be booked with two a days or you know each day there's some high demand effort in a different style of training to optimize yourself you know but it feels like. The messaging is that. We all need to be doing.
0: Yeah, because here's the thing, team. All these companies are companies. They're trying to make it sound like this is the one thing that you should do. That's the one thing that they believe in. But the reality of it, there are certain things that work for certain human beings. Most general population, if you break down movement to that minute of a detail, will not enjoy the movement. Therefore, they will not come back to do the movement. Mm. So you really have to understand who you're trying to why you're getting educated that and who, where you're trying to apply it. And I think that's really important. If you are a trainer that works with high end athletes and going into those certifications, because they're amazing, like learning full range and control in that motion. Like, hello, I'm a firm believer in mobility. Like that's a lot of that is controlled range of motion. You are going to benefit your high level athletes, but they're already bought in to changing the minute details of their body. So it's Mm going to work for them. Yeah, Everyone else most people are not bought into that. They don't really care if you say, I'm fucking telling you that in a year doing these small little movements, you're going to feel a world difference. They actually don't care. Yeah. They want to know what's <clears> going to <throat> change next week. You got to do something different with them. You can start sneaking it in, but you got to do something different. Yeah. So it's you, you also, as a trainer, have to know the population that you're coaching and know what they're going to be bought, bought into. hmm for because you're also running a business you have to sell yourself you got to make sure you could be the best trainer in the world but you don't know how to apply that into an hour-long training session because you're applying maybe your knowledge to the wrong human and you're not going to sell sessions and you're not going to have a successful business you're gonna be the most intelligent person sitting (laughs) there but you don't have any clients
1: yeah that's like the art field too is like you can be the best of the best but if People don't buy your shit because it's like not out there, or you're not, you know, like it doesn't exist.
0: Or maybe you just enjoy education and then you train other trainers. Yeah. Or you become a writer. Or like, you know, there's a lot of other things that mm-hmm. you can do, but just this is why I say it's really important for you to start figuring out who you are. Yeah. And what makes you tick rather than trying to allow everything to define you because you have to know ultimately to be connected enough with yourself that you know. This is what works for me. This is why I enjoy training. You could train a handful of different populations, but you have to kind of know that when I went back to school and I started training athletes, it was abundantly clear to me that that environment was not something that I enjoyed. And it made it even more clear that what I did enjoy was general population.
1: Yeah. And by knowing that it's just, you can run that through your filter all the the time. I probably don't need to go to like 10 more seminars. I probably just need to go coach more.
0: Or I probably need to work on my self confidence. Mm-hmm. I need to go actually to therapy because why am I so not confident? Why am I so qualified and not confident? Yeah, I mean that's something that I'm dealing with right now in a different aspect aspect of my life that says more about me than any certification you know that I get could help me with. And so that's the thing about training. We, we're in one of these industries where you constantly have to look in the mirror and self reflect. And if you don't <sighs> it ain't good. Yeah, like you're in front of people twenty four seven. Don't bring your shit to them. Hmm. So maybe in your network, also get a therapist. <laughs> yeah, for yourself.
1: So sometimes I feel like, well, actually, here one before we move on from that. When you're coaching online, do you have? I'm trying to picture your like, do you picture someone at the camera like? Moving with you, you know, are you talking or do you picture an audience? I picture a whole team. A whole team. I've trained
0: enough uh, group sessions like boot camps. I mean, I, even with Fitbit, I got to train thousand plus people in a room. So I know general queuing enough for that. When I'm filming, like for Get Strong, I'm thinking about a whole crew of people doing it. So I'm thinking of a wide range of people and some general queuings and like what we need. And I'm also pulling the motivation from there. I am the most hyped in a group class like that. And so that's the energy that I want to bring to those workouts, those Mm -hmm. online workouts.
1: That's cool. Do you, and then, so do you kind of like, do you, when you're teaching, are you like, okay, I see that person over there. I'm going to cue to that person. And, or is it just more of like feeling the group energy and knowing?
0: That's a good question. I, okay. I'm going to have to pull back. I don't think of individual people when I'm coaching, Um, because I have, because it's set up that I'm actually doing the the class with people, I'm experiencing the movements. So I already know what things are feeling like. So I can, I can hone in on that and I can relate to where people are at. I also have taught for so many years in person that I know on a squat, there's a few reminders that people need, you know, when I, I know on a press, there's a few reminders. I also have spent so many years testing cues. That's the other thing like one of the best things that Pete ever said to me, the head guy at zoom was it is your fucking job to learn how to speak a thousand different languages. Totally. If you say where your knees, you know, and or get your knees out and it doesn't work for somebody to align their knees. It's your job to say it in a different way. Mm -hmm. And having to build up that vocabulary helps so much for online coaching because let's say it's a, a set of, let's say it's four sets i I want them to do the same adjustment and in each set I say it differently. So by the time that you get there you've had yeah. you've made that adjustment. I've said it slightly differently.
1: Yeah, that's a good point too yeah which I think that can come from taking classes too, mm-hmm. like seeing what other people are saying, get your language. Like you don't have to come up with it all. you on your own. There's no. no, there's no trademarks on how to cue a squat. Like find out how, how do other people cue squats?
0: Um, actually, so this is a great point. If you are an online coach, I take online classes a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I'll go through them because I study what, what, I enjoyed in that moment, what helped me, where the coach was at, what they said, what I didn't like, mm-hmm. um, how they cued things. Like I'm studying my craft. That is very important. Like you definitely have to have, you got to check your ego a lot. And, and honestly, I think that's a really important lesson for me too. It'd be easy to say like, Oh, I have a, I'm, you know, I'm the head of just move. I have a big platform there. I'm good enough. Like, no, <laughs> that's not, that's a constant thing for me of like, I want to be, an expert student. I want to continuously be getting better when people, when I ask a lot of my family and friends to do the workouts, I'm not saying don't, I don't need the credit. You don't need to like pat me on the back. I actually need like one or two pieces of feedback back from how you could adjust things. Like what's not working, what's not working, Mm -hmm. know that you can constantly get better because ultimately at the end of the day, my goal is for people to have the best experience when they're moving with me rather than for me to just feel like I'm you know, a good coach.
1: Yeah, which then brings it back to that humility. Like you're mm. you're staying open to not being a know-it-all. Like you're not yeah. filming a class and be like, "Cool, that's it," and I don't want any feedback. Like it is what it is. It's great. Like yeah. you're answering voicemails and DMs and emails around questions that, you know, are coming up around whether it's Get Strong or whatever program and be like, oh shit, great point. Didn't think of that. Maybe we can change that. Maybe I can clarify that.
0: Literally that happened yesterday. Like people are DMing me and now if you DM me, which I love, normally I write back and now I realize I can audio. Text you back, so don't be creeped out. Your team. Favorite thing. <laughs> it's my favorite, <clears throat> and now, but like that happens on Instagram. So now I can just audio text, and I can chat with you all. Um, so I was chatting with someone that was doing the program, and I was asking her her feedback and her experience, and she gave me a few pointers, and I was like, "This is amazing," and those are noted. And then when I go back to teach a class, I remember what she said, and then I make those adjustments. Ultimately at the end of the day, I don't mean this to sound like crazy, but like I'm a vessel for people to have the best experience and it's not about me. Like that's really not, I'm not there so that I can get the glory of what's happening. At the end of the day, I want those people that are taking the classes or that I'm training with to have the best experience they possibly can and to walk away from that session and say, I actually feel better about myself or like, oh, that felt good in my body. I don't want you to walk away and feel like shit. And so, and I've learned that over years and years and years. And I guess humility is a word, but you have to know that you always have something to learn in this industry. You always have a way to get better.
1: Yeah. I like humility because... Everyone wants to say vulnerability. And when anybody says vulnerability, they just want to get all emotional. And I don't think humility has to be emotional. Humility is just admitting that you don't know. Like you're, I mean, I don't know the real definition, but like to me, it's just, it's letting a guard down of that you know everything. Like you're willing to say I was wrong. I had it wrong. I'm open to change. Vulnerability, it's like everyone just like, oh, I'm feeling my feels, you know, and it's different.
0: But that brings up a good point of, I think that our, Our industry is so full of egos because most people are trying to hide behind the fact that they actually are so insecure about what they don't know. Because our industry doesn't have a lot of criteria. You can get certified. I didn't have to go. I have a degree in social work. I mean, I went back and got my master's sports performance, but I had a degree in social work and then I was qualified after I passed a test from reading a book to coach individuals. Yeah. That is nerve wracking. The only way you get through that is if you build some type of ego. But as you're building that ego and then you're practicing and you're getting better at your training, you got to start lowering that. You got to know that you don't know everything and that's okay. But I think in our industry, we're so full of egos because underneath it all, people feel so insecure about who they are, their lack of knowledge, you know, why they're actually there and what they're doing. Um, And I feel that, like mm. I feel that deeply. I I've been there. I still am there sometimes. But I'm
1: there. I'm
0: there. Yeah, <laughs> you're calling me out. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: No, I'm feeling yeah. all that. Th- even when you were like, no, you need to take these people on that reached out to me, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm not. You're like, you're certified in both, like NASM and Strong First. Like you are capable. But it's like, oh, and then I don't want to show up with an ego to just be like, all right, here's how to do it. Because like, I don't know. Like, I need to learn yeah. what language you two need to to hear to, yeah. for it to make sense. I yeah. need to figure out where you're at yeah. with things. And it is it is scary.
0: It's so scary. But the number one thing I can tell you is you will not get better until you practice. And then just set up some like very detailed boundaries and parameters for yourself. The best thing I possibly did was know this is how I take somebody from this to this, to this. I didn't do anything funky and crazy in the beginning for years. I just was like this, this, and this, and then good attitude. <laughs> you yeah, know what I yeah. mean? And cheerleader and positive. And make sure you remember things about themselves. If let's say, just talking about Mary, let's say Mary had told me something, I would, in the car that I was keeping track of all of her movement, I would write, like, remember Mary just had an important job interview and oh, she just told cool. you she was like stressed about this thing she has to do. Then when I see Mary on Thursday or next week, I just like look at that. I have my notes. I'm like, Mary, how'd it go? Those are the things that matter. That's like the
1: personal. That's side That's the of personal
0: training. side, and that's the thing. Depending on who you're training, because I will say sometimes with like athletes and this and that, maybe it's not so <laughs> important. But with general, with with the ladies that you're training, that's what matters. Show up in the boundaries that you're most comfortable and confident. You feel pretty comfortable and confident in basic lifting and in kettlebells. Only teach them that. Do a handful of the warm up moves, the mobility wise that you're comfortable and confident in and then just know that the fact that they spent an hour with mike who had a positive attitude and kept them in a safe space they're gonna have a better day mm-hmm. and then they're gonna have a better week and a better month and a better life that's yeah. your job stay in those boundaries
1: i'm gonna do that thanks yeah. coach
0: also this is another <laughs> key thing i loved when i wanted to do something fun at the end and i wanted to like test and have a little bit more creativity i put finishers in
1: mm. and this
0: is when i was like you know what okay I can program with what I'm really good at, especially like strength and we're really thoughtful about how they warmed up. I was thoughtful, thoughtful, but simple about how they trained in their strength. And then I had a little bit of fun. And in my, in my finisher, I said, your only goal in the finisher is for them to have fun and get their heart rate up. Mm -hmm. And that was my goal. I was very clear about my goal there. Maybe it wasn't the smartest like finisher, whatever, but I was like, that's the goal in that last 10 minutes. Okay, cool. And then I just had those boundaries for myself.
1: What's a good okay. finisher. I'm just oh, going to, I'm going yeah. to take one because I'm going to do this. I'm no, training them tomorrow. So I'm going to do this.
0: Like, oh, like we would do like Tabata things depending okay. on, on what their workout was. Like if they were doing a strength workout and of course everyone wants to, everyone wants to end feeling like, okay, I got my heart rate up. I'm yeah. sweaty. And we did <clears> things. This was in smart training in person. When we did them in group. So it would be like, I would set up little um, stations, so it'd be like rope slams for 20 seconds. You have 20 second break to shift around the circle. Med ball slams for 20 seconds. Shift around the circle. Hold the plank for 20 seconds. Shift around the circle. Kettlebell swings for 20 seconds. We're gonna go four times through that. All right, team, go! Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you just end in this. And somebody could say that wasn't smart for you to do a slam and then another slam back to back. And I'd be like. You know what though? That wasn't my goal. My goal was for me to get their heart rate up and for them to end their session in a positive, sweaty demeanor. So I he, what I said to myself is somebody asked me why I was doing it I had an answer. Yeah. Wouldn't always maybe be the most perfect correct answer, mm-hmm. but I fucking knew why I was doing it. I was intentional about what I was doing. And I spent so much extra time, energy and effort Preparing myself for each session because I did not want to come ill prepared. I yeah. knew my confidence lacked when I showed up and I was like, oh, fuck, I don't even know what I'm doing with Mary today. No, I was fucking staying up late. I was waking up early. I had every program written, it was very clear. I was not doing anything outside of my comfort zone after a few years of realizing I could stay simple.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's
0: what I did. And I fucking owned that lane. And then I owned, like, I have good energy and they're gonna enjoy this.
1: That's good. This, yeah, is, you got this. this is good for me. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, that's like selfish, you know, selfish, it's you know. So
0: good. And I, I think a good thing for you is just stay in the lanes that you're comfortable in mm-hmm. coaching and then just have some fun with your movement at the end. And then no, if I said, Mike, why are you doing that? If your answer was, I just really wanted them to get sweaty and I wanted their heart rate to get up. And that's why. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, that's a great answer. Okay. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Fun. I'm going to add a finisher.
0: Do it. it's, it- it's just, there's this mental thing that goes along when someone's like, okay, like they'll do all the more uh, important, sometimes basic work. If they know that the last part of their workout, they always get this thing and then they get a leave on that, like endorphin high. Mm-hmm. And yeah.
1: That's fun. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Anything else you want to add? I feel like this is good, fun. I love this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel like I have have a lot that I'd love to chat with trainers about, but I don't know until there's questions. So it just always brings it back. Like team, if you're a coach, if you're a trainer, if you're up and coming, or if you've been there forever, like... Reach out. We
1: we should, what we should do is we should, I mean, we'll make a call right now, yeah. but we should also just put out on social, like let's do a listener question episode geared back towards trainers. Cause I, we haven't really done that specific in a so. minute. Yeah. And that'd be cool. Like, what are your trainer questions? What are your coach questions? Like that'd be a really fun.
0: I would love that. And know. they could be anything like they can run the gamut. I might have an answer. I might not. Yeah. I definitely have been in this industry long enough to like have probably some experience on certain things. But I don't really know where to guide. I don't I don't know what to talk about until people totally. hit me. Yeah. Okay, so go to com slash ask please leave your questions. They can be simple. It doesn't have to be like yeah. some elaborate thing.
1: Ideally, um, you're a trainer or want to get into training. Yeah. I, think I think that's, we're going to be specific with this Perfect. ask. I mean, you can always drop a message, if you, yeah. whatever, but yeah, yeah, let's, I think let's be intentional with that. Perfect. That'd be a good conversation. Yeah.
0: Or maybe you have like a hard client. Yeah. And you have a question about mm. them and you want my take. Like, you know me, I'm not very like nitty gritty about like specific things. I'm not the most like brilliant trainer in the world, but I can tell you like what my take would be. Absolutely.
1: That's fun. Yeah that's actually and also yeah. i just want to
0: say i'm not negative to myself when i'm saying i'm not the most brilliant that actually empowers me to say i don't even compare like when luke and i have conversations he talks circles around me i have to say hey Luca, can you use a different language because i don't understand that i'm actually empowered in knowing that that is not my strong suit mm-hmm. so i think it's okay team like you can own you've done enough work or hopefully you have to own then what what your best lanes are
1: 100 i'm yeah. like that with film stuff like i am not the technical like if i show up on a set that's like a big set I'm not the guy taking like ratios and numbers and like all these things that's just not me like I like working with people and I like moving a camera you know that's
0: Beautiful work because you own that. Yeah, you
1: you lean into that, and and it's easy for me to go like, oh, you know what? It's kind of embarrassing, but I don't know a lot of that stuff. But it's like then I don't have to act like I do, and then they're giving me a job that I can't do because I'm not fucking qualified for it. Yeah. So yeah, don't like act like you know recovery if you don't know recovery. No.
0: And if you keep seeing that as a theme that people want, go take sure. some courses. Yeah. In yeah. the
1: meantime, send them to Kaiser to do some <laughs> mobility. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Good one. All right. All right.
0: Mike, that was all over the place, but I, I needed this. I feel like with everything going on, these are, you know, we keep saying it. These are like my little therapy sessions. This brings a little light to my day. So thank you. Happy Appreciate to help. That. Yeah. All right, team. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, if you have a question, if you are a trainer, you are a coach, you have any questions, please go to kaisafit.com slash ask. All right. Thanks for joining us here today. We'll see you back on The Kaisa Show very soon.
1: Adios.